0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces podcast episode 260. Thank you for tuning in. I um, can't remember if I said I'm, I'm moving I'm, I'm moving guests around left, right and center, but I wanted to move today's guest forward because it's a cracking episode, and I kept thinking about it. Um, so I'm joined today by the wonderful Jade Adams, uh, great comedian, great human. We'd not met properly until um, I went and, v- and visited the home of her and her her, her lovely man slash pudding rich. Um, and I, it was great to meet him briefly. I've heard him a lot on um, on hardcore listing podcast, on off the beaten track podcast, and things like that. And I'd heard Jade on off the beaten track as well, and on Adam Buxton's podcast, all over the place. So yeah, it was great to get this going. Before we get into it. I've got some big news. We have a new podcast on the network. It launched yesterday. Dan Lassac has joined the network with his new podcast, f- Falling Forward. Um, go and download it now, please. I want it to jump up the 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 iTunes charts, the Spotify charts, the whatever charts there are. Yeah, it's really exciting. Dan had been been talking to me about doing a podcast for a while now and as ever I was encouraging of that idea and obviously as soon as it was a reality um, I offered him a place on the Distraction Pieces n- Network as a little platform, of course I did, it's Dan Lissac, uh, uh one of my favourite people and one of the biggest influences on my life in general, so yeah, go and listen to that, his guests, I'm recording this before the first one g- goes out so I'm not sure if he's announcing his guests ahead of time but his guests are fantastic and the conversations sound fascinating so yeah falling forward with dan lesac is available now on itunes acast spotify all those places um if you're about on saturday and want to come hang out um it'd be lovely to see you i my club night is back at we are lizards at the book club uh three before 9 p.m five or afterwards and then it climbs As the night goes on, um, I think, yeah, come down. It'd be good to see you all. I love that more and more podcast listeners come each time. It's lovely. Uh, The earlier you get there, the more time I'll have to have a chat with you and to have photos if you want photos or sign stuff if you want stuff signed. The later the night goes on, A, the more drunk I'll be and B, the busier it is, so it's harder to talk and engage. And then noisier it is. I'll be DJing about midnight normally. Over 11, midnight, 1. I don't know, it varies. Oh, we're joined by Simone from Primal Scream, which is hugely exciting. So yeah, come on down. I'm not even going to plug com because you all know about that. I go on about it every episode. Um, I'll mention the Patreon. It's still only a quid and you get... Some bonus podcasts on there. You get a uh, Poem of the Month, so some free spoken word. It's all good fun, but that's just over at Patreon. I'm not going to hard sell to you guys, to you lovely lot. Um, Jade's tour. Oh, she's doing previews of her new show, which we talk about in the show. I'll mention quickly where she's, she's going. She's going to Durham, Br- Br- Bristol, Edinburgh, London, Lewis... Bristol again, the World's Comedy Festival, and MacFest. Mac, Mac <laughs> I've i heard of MacFest. I didn't know it had a crazy name. Mac, I assume that's MacFest. Um, yeah, I'll give the exact details at the end, because we talk about what the show is and what inspired the show. I think you, you're going to love this. Um, Jade is certainly... I mean, a rising star, That's already a hell of a star. So, yeah, exciting stuff. This is episode 260 of the Distraction Pieces podcast. Oh, I should mention now, if this is your first time tuning in, I always like to try and... I always forget, but I like to try and give some other episodes that you might enjoy. So let's go with previous comedians. I've had Josie Long. I've had Sarah Pascoe on. I should add on rather than claiming to have had all these wonderful people. Um Catherine Ryan, Ashlyn B, um St- Stuart Lee, Robin Ince. oh the list is endless. Chris Ramsey. Um the list is endless, so I'll probably just just leave it there. But l- loads of good comedians have been on R- Russell Howard, R- Russell Kane, Russell Brown. That's that's a trifecta of the of the three funny russells uh brett goldstein all sorts of people have had loads of great comedians on so go and give them all a listen let's just get on with the podcast this episode I'll, i'm gonna have a little chat at the end as well because there's something that we talk about that after i left i wasn't sure i thought it was open to misinterpretation potentially so we'll get into that but for now, this is episode two hundred and sixty of the Distraction Pieces podcast with Miss Jade Adams. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction Pieces. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction Pieces. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction Pieces. This piece of fiction is the intro to Distraction Pieces. Thank you very much. Well, I've started. Of recording. Oh, great. Um, It became a bit of a podcast cliché to just start recording halfway through the conversation. And now I feel it's become more of a cliché to reference... That cliche. I think more people now go. Oh, it's so podcast of us. So it's kind of started <laughs> to eat itself in a way. But I'm I'm here today with Jade Adams. How are you?
1: I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for coming over to my house. It's
0: beautiful here. We're Couldn't looking it? out over uh, over Leon Sea, and it's it's lovely. I won't give exact map locations, but
1: there's a train as you can hear. Um, I can see a boat and a little bit of water at the moment, which is nice. The water comes in twice a day.
0: That's amazing, isn't it?
1: And then the boat gets all excited when the water's in, and then when the water's out, the boat's really sad. Looking,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah sat here
1: quite a lot because it
0: is a mad run. Because, as I, I said earlier, I went to, to, to school up this way, so we'd get the training and then we'd decide if we're actually going into school or not, or if we're bunking off and going, Well, we're in South End, what well, why wouldn't we just enjoy South End? and it's the weirdest kind of seafront ever because when the water's in, it's beautiful, and when the water's out. It kind of looks like a swamp, it's like gross, a scary, isn't it? horrible swamp. Yeah, a sci-fi a swamp. Okay. I'm just spinning the mic. Right oh, a yeah.
1: uh, Woman in Black was filmed right. on an island over there of with Daniel Ratcliffe. Yeah, so you yeah, know the yeah. Disappearing Island. Yes, that's over there apparently. Oh, that's
0: that's terrifying, isn't it? Um,
1: so yeah, it proper goes swampy over there. But I, I, we moved here because we wanted to afford the same rent together, and this, and I wanted to have a second bedroom. And I also... London is just not fun anymore. It's not. It's it's not like it used to be. I can now pop in and I don't have to... You know, like the amount of the amount of violence that you hear about. and I may sound so old. The amount of violence that you hear, but it's really terrifying. <laughs> the like up the road from where I used to live, there was an acid attack only six weeks ago. Oh wow! And there, and I, and it meant that I just was like, let's just move somewhere. Yeah. And it's probably a little bit cowardly, and it. But this place is so relaxed. I feel- I, I left my laptop in my porch. Yeah. By mistake, yeah. with the door open for a whole weekend and I came back and the laptop was still there.
0: Amazing. I, I I Generally, about a month ago now, I, I popped to my local sh- shop and I bumped into some people. I was, down, I was down there for a while and when I got home, I realised I'd literally forgotten to close my front door. So it, it was literally <laughs> all the way open. Oh, was it? And nothing had happened. Everyone assumed there was, was someone in there, but I completely agree. I, I do love London. But I think the only reason I love London is because I don't live in London. I've always lived in Essex. so I've always been near enough to go and enjoy the amazing parts of it. And the th- theatre and the food and the gigs and all of that is... The arts. It's amazing, yeah. But I love getting to, uh, to leave. A, fr- a friend of mine was saying recently that he feels the only reason I live in Essex is so I've got a good excuse to leave any event. So I can just go... I've got to get back because I am kind of anti-social at times That's exactly Again, why I'm It here. is true it's like it's perfect. I can at all points at any time because it's a you can be oh it's a couple of hours even if it's early in the afternoon you like I need to get back before you know evening stuff. So That's why I'm here as well. It's perfect. It's right? the perfect you've got a it's reason serious. to leave.
1: And everyone <laughs> and no one minds and they don't call you boring and yeah. they don't say oh you know you've changed or stuff. I had someone the other day that I knew from <laughs> school grabbed me uh I don't know if you this happens to you now uh, now that you're well known but people (laughs) like you used to know sort of being quite violent with you when they're praising you yeah yeah I had that the other day and they were like oh you know why are you leaving now and I was like because I've got to get home And and they and then she grabbed me and she sort of strangled me and said no don't get all celebrity on me and I was like what are you on about yeah and it it was the excuse of leaving that pub was I have to get home. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. was
0: so great. Have to get back to it's such a weird one as well because it's a good point because I wasn't. I was never. It's a weird jump. I I was never one of the cool kids at school. Me neither. So then when you've got something that not makes you cool but gives you a reason to to, to have attention because as I said I I went to school up the road from here and we did a festival a while back and we headlined it and it was. The reason we agreed to do it was it was literally you could hear that park from my school. I used to to mess about in that park on the way to school all the time, so it was exciting to go. Like a homecoming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at school, I said I wasn't one of the popular kids. I didn't do particularly well. My English teacher warned one of my mates against hanging around with me. They told my mate that he could do better than hanging around with me and me and my mate Mark. Um, so it was it was a big deal to go. Here we are. That like, was still done all right. With him? Yeah, yeah. Or, or no, no, I'm friends with the one that I was paired in with, as warned against.
1: Oh, okay. Were you? And not, oh, yeah, yeah. And not I'm particularly
0: not... the one that that, that was actually <laughs> warned against us both. So nah. me and Mark are still buddies, but maybe Martin could have done better. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was exactly that. It was weird to to bump into a few people from school, and have exactly that. Have that weird feeling of right, you were always the dominant one, and you. Still are in many ways because just that's just how you are. If you, that's how you grew up at school, that's kind of how it remains. I've not become some kind of now I'm an alpha male. Yeah, so it's that weird thing of they're like, Oh, it's great, great, you're doing good, but but there still is that slight. I want to still tower over you slightly. The
1: the difference I, the difference I have is that I am a natural alpha female, but I beta female myself in order to make the alphas like me. Right? Because I'm very attracted to alpha females because I kind of want to be them. Yeah. And then I sort of beta female for a little while, and then after a while I get really fed up with being the fly eater.
2: Yeah.
1: And I also I'm I'm almost like oh fuck this shit I'm gonna have my I'm gonna have my time and then I fall out with. I fall out right. with women because of it. Not all women. Yeah. But I, I will say that I've had a lot of uh, run-ins with women and it's normally to do with with pretending to be something I'm not in order to make other people like me. Yeah. And I found that just being myself now, I mean, I'm, I'm not swamped with, uh, with massive groups of female friends, but it does mean that I'm being a version of myself that I think is real and not yeah. keeping myself awake at night, replaying, uh, you know think replaying things where I sort of think about what I've said that day or like you know I don't know if you you yeah, get like yeah, that yeah, but like oh did I say completely. why did I say that and because now I'm just just being myself yeah um so it's, it's different going back to school now because I was quite I wasn't ever the most popular person at school secondary was fine I sort of was on the peripheries of stuff I found the music room and I sort of stayed there yeah um and then to find that through these basically two nerds that I probably used to... I didn't pick on them, but the two rough girls that I used to hang out with before I hung out with them, they did. Right. And then they, I was sat on my own because I'd fallen out with my rough friends and they said, do you want to come and join us in the music room? And it was that moment that changed my life. I wouldn't wow. be sat on the sofa with you right yeah. now or living in Lee or knowing Rich or having my career in anything had that situation not have happened. It's
0: amazing to be able to pinpoint that kind of... Th- this is the moment that I was allowed to almost... Re- relax and be myself not, yeah. not have to be not have to worry about what the perception is of me i can be in this little room and it's all okay
1: it's always the loneliest times in my life that i've been able to be myself yeah and even though i've been sad and i've fallen out with people and that always hurts it's where i found myself because the only option i've got is either is either being so sad that i want to do something stupid yeah or or being or 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 essentially being a phoenix rising from the ashes each yeah. time even though you know that after the 15th time of falling out with someone in your life you're sort of like oh I'm another I'm a phoenix again yeah yeah but that um that sort of uh you know th- those are the best times I've had L- loneliness has been my my strength I think having yeah. I don't know if you had this from not being very popular but when I felt lonely I I feel like I've I feel like I've had a lot of strength. I look at popular people and I'm I'm like, you have got a very busy life and have no time to yourself. And yeah. you've got a lot of people to buy presents for, a lot of people to stay in touch with, a lot of people you owe favours to and all of that sort of stuff. But I feel like if you're a bit of a lone wolf, yeah, you can kind of glide around
0: Completely. a bit more do, carefree. Do you appreciate and need your time to yourself and your own time?
1: I didn't think I did. And then I went away. So after my sister died, yeah. I went away for five months with a drag queen. No, no, it was two years after. So I had a boyfriend. He and I had a terrible time together. Um, uh, we shouldn't have ever been together. He yeah. he was su- he he suffers with uh, manic depression, and I was grieving. So we were like a very cheery pair.
0: Yeah, it's a hell of a combination. Hell
1: of a combination. They're going
0: to feed each other, a yeah, lot, aren't they? Right, you're going to keep in a cycle there.
1: Well, I tried to pretend I wasn't sad in order to help him with his. Yeah, and that and... can be
0: helpful in 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 those uh, situations having. Feeling a responsibility for someone else can make you be strong for yourself, Yeah, if that makes sense. Because often you will just go, well, I'm not worth being strong for, but... I need to be strong for that person. That can genuinely be a, a positive in those it's
1: like that higher purpose, tough times. It's like that higher purpose stuff that they do in yeah. AA, right. which is like having a God to... You know, when you go to... I've not been to AA, but I've got friends that have been, yeah. and one of the things in AA is you... Um, they, they give you God to think of outside of yourself. So, That's like, grief is the one of the most self-absorbed things that can happen to you. Yeah. But if, like, I say, you know, thank you to him, actually, in a way, for... Um, for being a conduit of my of my grief, really, yeah. uh, for that time, because I don't know how I would have reacted had he not have been around. But then we split up, and um, I kicked his door in. I can't, I, <laughs> Why did I,
2: you I, kick I, his, I, door I his door? in? Kicked
1: his door in because he split up with me and I met another girl. Classic. Yeah. He, and they're still together, which is nice to know. It's been yeah. five years. I think I, that's it's really, kind of enjoyable.
0: He, <laughs> When that it's like, oh, it wasn't just a fling. He wasn't just bored of me. Yeah. It was, you know.
1: Um, we broke up, but you're still with, we broke up for this, but you're still together. So yeah. it's sort of not, and also like we weren't, we shouldn't have been together at all. Yeah. Um, and then I know that I'm not, I'm not, I'm probably not his favourite person in the world, but that's, you know, it's just, you know, oh well.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't really mind. Get over your door, mate. Yeah. Grow no. up. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I didn't put a hole in it, I don't think, but he did put a hole in his own door. Right. Um, uh, that was another story. It was a really messy relationship. But then I, then after that, I got, I went to Edinburgh Fringe, did a little show, and then when I got back, I sort of got asked by this drag queen if I wanted to come to Europe and or Spain and do wow. drag Shakespeare to teenagers. Uh, that's because,
0: amazing because that's the kind of experience that you jump on if you're single, but yeah. don't necessarily if you're in a in a relationship. Yeah. So kind of one door closes, you kick it in, then another door opens. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you go through that door. So, yeah.
1: That's a perfect analogy of my life. <laughs> yeah. One door closes, kick it in, turn the fuck off, and then go and to then the go next And then go
0: to thing. the next
1: door, exactly. <laughs> I love it. So then I so then I yeah, I went on uh, I went on this uh this five month thing uh, with this guy and this girl and it was just three of us. I mean, you literally couldn't have put three people with l- the least amount in common Amazing. together for five months. And I wrote like I did uh morning pages when I was there. I've got a book full of all the morning pages oh, I did wow. for five months. I haven't read it yet. It's yeah. been five years or since two thousand thirteen. I don't know how long right, ago yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah. Um and then when I got uh, yeah, I can't remember why I was telling you this. There was a reason why I was telling you this.
0: I can't think... think oh, we Oh, Alone Time. Either. We were alone talking about time, Alone Time. It, yes.
1: So it was on that trip. Because I didn't get on very well with Ted or Naeus, who was driving us, I yeah. had to, I was sort of forced and I couldn't get on the internet because uh, there was no Wi-Fi. My phone was a British phone. Yeah. I was forced into solace yeah. and into spending time on my own. And it was there and via the medium of Facebook Messenger and some lovely people that spoke to me every day. Um, I grieved, and it was right. in Spain that I I barely saw Spain. Like I travelled literally from the top of Spain to the bottom of Spain in a car, saw none of it because I spent the entire time just listening to music and thinking.
2: I love
1: it. Um, and it was it was the alone time. And then when I got back, there was a competition that they'd asked me to do it loads. Uh, this competition, and I always said no. And then one day I got an email. It said, "Oh, do you want to enter this competition? It's a, a women's." Comedy competition, and I went, ah, oh, fuck it, and I signed up the form. And as I just before I, pr- I pressed enter, I wrote, I said to myself, I'm going to win this. Pressed it, and then lo and behold, five months later, I win it. And wow. I it was in 2014, Funny Women, I won, yeah. and that was the basically the catalyst for everything that's happened since.
0: That's amazing.
1: And I, it's all all because of loneliness. It's all because of being on my own. I think everyone uh, is so scared of their own thoughts because they think they really mean something, but they don't. And um, I know this because I've smoked weed. Yeah,
2: yeah. And I
1: know that, um, skunks specifically, weed's different, but I've smoked a lot of um, uh, hydroponic, scary schizo crack stuff in yeah. my time and I know that this stuff like this type of skunk it can make you really paranoid yeah. and I and you get bullied by your own thoughts and that's how I know that when I have moments like that because I don't smoke weed anymore now um, way too uh, I can't, I'm way too busy for that shit yeah. but when I was younger uh, <laughs> same, same me and Ollie uh, who I was with we smoked it that's all we did in our relationship yeah. all I remember is rolling joints for him I'm yeah. really good at rolling joints
0: I genuinely think that <laughs> Stuff like that is, if if you're the right person in the right mindset, it's beneficial and life-changing. I did a lot of acid as a kid. I've never done it. It really, it's, I don't do any d- d- drugs now. I, don't, I say I did a lot. I, 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 it was my favourite dr- 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 drug of all the drugs. And I haven't done any, in, any drugs at all. What did you like, like about now, it? Because
1: I've never done it. It was
0: exactly that. It was the stuff it made me realise, because I had to, to battle with my own mind. It, it, it's fascinating, because the first time you do acid with mates, you're trying to f- freak out your mates. You're trying to make them go weird. I remember my mate, Chris, who does hardcore listening with Stu. Um, he was sat kind of so slightly to my right. And it um, was, l- we're all kind of in a circle. And I was a little bit above because I was on the sofa and I'd just go, you're all right, mate. And then when he looked around, <laughs> I'd be looking in the other d- the direction, listening to people. And I'd just look in the other direction and clock when he was looking away, then go, it's all a bit weird, isn't it? And he'd look round again and he'd look <laughs> as if I'm just engaging in a conversation elsewhere. And I had fun with that. But what was the breakthrough for me and hallucinogenics was when you realise it's far more fun to mess with yourself. Yeah. To, to, to go into your own mind, to, to, to push your boundaries. It can get scary at times and uncomfortable. And I'm not recommending it to anyone. I think drugs in general we have a bad perception of them I think it'd be better if things like acid for example I want all of them legal but maybe for acid it's like a car yeah that you have to Get a, a license for. Do, do a theory test, pass a license, I'm and not then the, you're okay for it.
1: I don't think I'm the right m- mind for for yeah. uh, acid, which is why I've never done it. I've been offered it loads. Yeah. I did festivals for many years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was offered uh, acid, and I and I someone once put a load of mushrooms in my mouth, and I and I spat them out again. Yeah. Just because I feel like, number one, you have to be in the right company, which is what yep. everyone always says. And number two, I used to have, when I was a kid, I used to have things like terror nightmares. I right. don't know if you've, yeah. have you got kids? No. No. Kids have nightmares, but then kids can have something called terror nightmares, which yep. is where they fit. They almost have a fit when they wake up and you can't wake them up.
0: Yeah, I'm very familiar with that. I've, I've known people who've had them really bad and it's just, it's I, I had them into quite
1: I had them into quite a late, Late stage of my life, I was probably the last time I had one was like sixteen years old, and I yeah. used to have something where I don't know if anyone else gets this, and if anyone else gets this, please tell me because it would be I've, I know this exists because I've I wrote it down on Google, and other people on forums had said they had it, but basically it's a thing where you're all totally awake, and and I've been told it's a panic attack, but yeah. I don't admit that I have panic attacks because I'm like tough and stuff, <laughs> but um I it's this thing so you basically you're awake and then everything starts feeling big. So like things are like the, the the perception of it's probably what acid's like. The perception of things that you touch and you can see are big and you start like hearing loads of noise in your head. that's like voices, but you can't understand exactly what it is. And the only way I can get rid of this and it makes me really anxious. and The only way I can get rid of it is if I look in a mirror.
0: Right. And and
1: so based on all of this, this is why I've learned acid.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. And again, I completely agree. I, I haven't... I've considered it recently and been offered it recently and decided not because I feel my teenage mind who did Acid genuinely believed everything that you need to believe to stop yourself from having a trip. So, uh, just to be really brief on it, that there's nothing to say that the reality we see on Acid is any more or less real than than the reality we see now, right? Because it's all the way our brain is interpreting light reflecting off stuff. Yeah. So all you're doing is changing how that's interpreted. That doesn't mean it's more or less real. What you may see may be completely different to what I see, like, right now. Yeah. Your red may not be my red. There's no way of knowing these things. So...
1: I think that when I eat chicken. Yeah. And I'm like, I bet this tastes different to other people. Again,
0: there's tons of that that we can never know. Yeah. And I truly, 100% believe that. And I feel, from what I'd read and the... Again, I'm a nerd for this. I didn't just take acid like let's try acid. I did tons of research. I was like, yes, it's right for me. I I found my drug. But
1: people uh, don't understand this about drugs. I have this argument with my mother. I have this argument with my mother and stuff about. I've had this argument with my mother about weed and I cuz I I've I've been very around drugs yeah. not in a way that I've aware where I've been doing them I've dabbled in various things but yeah. I've been around drugs a lot yeah. I've seen the effects of certain drugs and I know that there are different you cannot you cannot group all drugs into one conversation because each different, like I watch people who smoke weed, who have manic depression or probably bipolar disorder. I know someone who microdoses by smoking little bits of weed all day long, not enough to get stoned, but enough to keep his brain from, from frying. And he, and like he can go without it, but also if he is feeling anxious, that's how he stops it. And I, and it has, and he's still busy and he does stuff and he's still successful and all of this and I feel like sometimes the especially the government and the television and all that they 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 paint a picture of drugs it's really it's really false and I think that it's that lack of information which means people overdose yeah it's if you're it's going to be there whether you say it's it, you deny it or not but like if you don't tell people how to take uh, drugs properly they're one day just going to take it all in the wrong way and end up like Leah Betts in the 90s yeah. which it was the I don't yeah, know if you ha- yeah, you I, had that yeah, story yeah yeah,
0: completely. yeah yeah it was always oh, around here it was Leah it was Essex. It was, was in, she Essex. Yeah. Yeah, wow, it was a local thing. I remember so it that really, coming to our school. Yeah, it's it's mad. But it's I mean, it, it now it feels like I'm getting a plug in here. But there's another podcast I'm I'm more a guest on. But it's called Say Why to Drugs, and it's a, a woman called Dr. Susie Gage, and she picks a drug each episode, and we give a she, she gives a scientific breakdown of why it appeals, of what's good about it, of what's dangerous about it, or why it's dangerous. And it's no kind of as she dispels all the myths. The main reason I'm there is because in my youth I've taken most of them, yeah. and I don't. But I don't now. So I've not got a horse in the race. I can say here's what it did. Here's what I enjoyed about it. Yeah. Here's what I didn't like about it. I can be honest and not be. I'm a stoner, therefore ways the best in the world so
1: it really helped me grieving people yeah. say oh what are your tips to grieving and I'm like just lock yourself away for two years until everyone stops giving you that stupid face they do that they do in the first initial stages of it which is the face that no one can help doing and I've probably done it to people that have uh, lost people but like the sympathetic face that yeah. that you that It's not, it's almost not for you. It's for them Mm. to feel like they've done something useful. And I had to like shut myself off from all of that stuff for, and it was, I just did it with weed. I just smoked from 2011 to 2013. I was mostly stoned Yeah, Yeah. and it was great. And I will advocate uh, the use of marijuana in that way. I mean, if you're not getting anything done and you're being a lazy shitbag, stop smoking weed. Completely. Like, it's not for you.
0: And again, as you said, that's the key bit for you. Like I I stopped smoking weed because I wasn't productive on it. I had a business partner at the time who was only productive if he he was stoned. If he he smoked for an evening, he'd get half the, the month's worth of work done and just get it all done, all design stuff and all stuff like that. If I smoked, I wouldn't get anything done. So no. it wasn't f- uh, for me. And again, you're completely right. We do, or the government, and weirdly, it genuinely, genuinely always feels like everyone's parents um, all just bracket just under one thing. It's drugs and they're That's a drugie. He's a druggie. He's a
1: druggie. I've,
0: I've heard that a few times like off my dad who's a really liberal guy but every time I hear that oh he's a bit of a druggie I think well, what does that mean because I, I, I was a bit of a druggie I, I mean again it sounds so, so obvious to say alcohol is a drug but it is it and is. my dad drinks alcohol so my dad's a bit of a druggie Alcohol like, is such a vague and broad thing.
1: Alcohol is literally worse than smoking weed. Yeah, yeah. I've drank both, and I can tell you which one of those two that I've done stupid things on. Yeah, and it's always alcohol. You hear all these stories about men being bad and men doing this and upset. Like all the stories I hear about men fucking up in terms of the Me Too stuff that yeah. came out. All of these men that I've heard stories of have been either on drugs or drunk. Yeah. And it's uh, that th- this is a conversation. It's not
0: ha- I mean, let's go even more specific. It's, c- it's Coke or booze. Coke or booze. They're the two that are the, that are the worst. And, and again, I also want to be clear that a lot of these guys don't need any help to be pieces of shit do you no. know what I mean they can do it sober as well it's now, but it's The coca booze them. are the two I don't want that to sa- 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 sounds if we're giving an excuse no not at all the this. coke
1: and booze enable them to rid themselves of the yeah. uh, the insecurities they have to not act like a prick yeah. that's what that does I've, I've,
0: I've always felt that we don't highlight enough how much they are just crutches and, and enabling I've had mates who've ch- 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 cheated on their partner for example and be like oh I so, was so drunk it's like but you went out and got drunk to cheat on your partner. You yeah. went out and got drunk so you could have an excuse to act like that. You, you know, it's such an easy thing to go, I was drunk, I didn't know what I was doing. It's like, you did before you drank though. Before you had that first drink, you went out thinking, I want a free pass. So let's if I get drink drunk. or take drugs or whatever. And it gives me my excuse because I wasn't in control. So Yeah, but you put yourself in that situation still.
1: Yeah, there's no, there's no excuse for for being drunk or anything. Yeah. you did it because you did it. Yeah, completely. All the stuff I've ever done that's stupid when I've I've been drunk is stuff that I've wanted to do.
0: Yeah, completely. All all the stupid, generally all the stupid stuff I've ever done in my life is when I'm really tired. Yeah, which which is really odd. But every time I've had things where I've acted inappropriate or I've I've, I've I've been on tour and I've fl- flirted on DMs or something like that. It's been really late at night and it feels a bit like a dream. But again, it's an excuse. It's going, oh, I'm not all there. I'm a bit spaced out. It's like no, it's still. It doesn't it's, excuse anything.
1: No, it's, it's all it. Ti- tiredness breeds also like insecurity and makes you feel shit. And then and then what happens when you feel shit is you want to you want to replace that shit feeling with yeah. like something that makes you feel better. Yeah. So like for me, food can do that with, yeah. Well, it clearly has done that with me. Like I. If I, if I feel shit, if I eat something that I really love, I will feel happy again. Yeah. I've never had a drug dependency really. Like I, you can't really call my two years on smoking weed, a drug dependency because I just came off of it, not came off of it, but I just stopped smoking weed when I went on tour and there was no, there's no hang up from that at all. Yeah. But like, I don't, I've never had that sort of like cocaine need or I know people that just can't go out without getting on it. Um, and I just like, I mean, I fucking, I hate cocaine so much. I hate it. Same. I hate it's the it. One,
0: it's the one drug I'm, I struggled with on, on, on the episode of Say Why to uh, Drugs. And I said to, 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 to Susie beforehand, you might want to get someone else because it's the one drug I'm so biased against. I think it's, it's the one I've never done, but it's because all the other drugs, I'd w- watch people on and thought, that looks good. <laughs> and cocaine, I'd watch people on and thought,
1: You're an arsehole.
0: I thought he was a nice person. He's (laughs) he's a prick. But it's like, I don't want to... There's no appeal to that. No. Cocaine and cigarettes are the two that I didn't see the appeal of. I'm too... I'm a slave to logic. All the other drugs. I was like, I see the risk. I see the the appeal. I see the reward. Whereas those two, I was like, I don't get it.
1: Rich Wilson and you with uh, my boyfriend would get on really well with the smoking chat. I... I smoke sparingly. I, yeah. I, I, I do,
0: and that's... but I understand it is is if the first time you do it, I was it's to, is to try and be cool or to fit in or whatever else. Because other than that, there isn't a logical reason to do Why it for you'd the first start, time. Because exactly. weed you smoke it because it has a physical effect that's positive. Cigarettes only give you addiction <laughs> and cancer <laughs> and, and, and cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah the two. Addiction, cancer.
1: I would really (laughs) love to. I never quit or do, and I'm always. I always. I'm myself, so I'm not going to quit nothing. But smoking would be the one that I quit. I've just ordered ordered um, a really wicked vape, with like some vanilla stuff. To, I think vape smoking looks cool.
0: I like it because um, again, I'm similar. On my one area of addiction is is food, and and specifically ice cream. It's like I will just. I I got I I really enjoy healthiness but but when i fall off i choose to fall off it's never a guilt thing but i go hard and literally my girlfriend was over a few weeks back and the day before she went we bought a, a, a two tubs of ice cream and the day after she, she went or the day after that so it was, it was within 48 hours i was like oh, i'm just i'm just going to buy some more ice cream she's like have you eaten them two tubs i was like not only have I eaten them two tubs, I bought two more tubs. I'm
2: going to get a fifth tub
0: and it's been 48 hours. It's like, that's what's going on there. So yeah, that... that, that wow, you addiction.
1: really love ice cream, don't
0: you? Yeah, I text a, a James Caster the other day just to say, I think I can eat more ice cream than him because he keeps talking about it on his off-menu podcast about how much he loves ice cream. And everyone's always shocked. That they're like, you ate a tub of ice cream after the pub? What's wrong with you? That's crazy. And I'm sitting there thinking... I've had two tubs for breakfast before. Genuinely, I've had two tubs b- before l- lunchtime. And so me and James were arr- arranging. Where me, S- Stu and Chris often do our drunk casts, me and James were arr- arranging a Ben and Jerry's cast where we're just going to see how much we can eat and how much it makes us go completely insane.
1: Here's my thought about uh, addictions <laughs> to food. Yes. Uh, and things like ice cream. Yeah you get immense amount of joy out of eating ice Mm -hmm. cream and in the process of you eating that ice cream it doesn't hurt anyone maybe a a cow somewhere has got some nipple thrush but you don't hurt anyone you you buy it you don't steal it or anything like that and you eat it The only negative implication about eating lots of ice cream is that you put on weight. But imagine there was no feeling about putting on weight being Mm -hmm. an issue. I was chatting to someone about this the other day. Recently, because of where my career is going, I have to... There's not a day that goes by that someone doesn't remind me I'm a fat... Can I swear? Yes. There's not a day that goes by that people remind me that I'm a fat cunt. It's it's been every day for a long time. And I've realised it's because... From a very young age, people really have are told by their parents and elders and there's always a little comment here or a little comment there. Don't put weight on. Oh, this person's tubby. That person's fat. It's been from like a young age. Imagine that from a young age being fat wasn't an issue Mm. because people's, people's, uh, I made a joke about this in my last show, but people's problems always with putting weight on are to do with they always say oh it's a strain on the NHS and stuff. I'm not a strain on the I'm yeah. I'm uh, an overweight woman, but I I'm not a strain on the NHS at all. And that you know they say you know that there's lots of health implications. And again, I don't know why people are worried so much about my health and other or people other people yeah. or other people's health. I really think that there's there is a, an epidemic of every single person that I know has a negative thought in their head. Like, Rich and I talk about it all the time. Like, he'll be like, oh, I've put weight on. I'm like, so what? Mm. You're happy. You're in a relationship. We eat a lot. We like lobster.
0: And, and that's the key bit there, is you said you're happy. Yeah. And that's the thing that people... When I, you eat your ice cream, you're happy, aren't I'm you? are happy are not you i delighted. Mean, fucking love it. Um, but I, I completely agree. And the key there is there'll be some people listening now because there is this new boom of fitness and healthiness and all this kind that thing, shit. Which, i mean i'm into it as well i like exercising. and i like eating healthy when i choose to but the biggest thing for me was removing the guilt of when i don't eat healthy not yes. not, not beating myself up over it but the thing that people can't get their head round is that it is it's, it's exactly that it's it's individual ch- choice and i understand people say oh but it's really bad for you that being unhealthy is bad for you it's so, like how yeah, is it? Why it's is like it? It, it? It might make your life shorter. Okay. I, for one, I've no desire to live for ages. There's eight billion the people being, on this
1: planet. Maybe... The, yeah.
0: The thought of being 60 makes me uncomfortable, let alone 70 or 80 or anything else. But I've the strain on the NHS, again, we can we go di- back to alcohol. We die young. A so bigger strain on the NHS and on your health and on everything else. And it's... It's that I'm, I'm again. I'm completely for people if being overweight is making them unhappy or uncomfortable, because that's again that is a thing as well. Which we I think is it's easy to just go, oh, it's all fine. Some people it will be doing making them uncomfortable in their life and they'll or be ill and, in, and all of
1: that and that's fine that's, that's, that should be that's a specific thing that, that a yeah. person who has that this is the thing is everyone seems to think that fat issues are their issues yeah. so someone else is fat like when I'm on a train and my arm is touching a person next to me I've had people genuinely huff and move away from me because I'm because yeah. I'm sat next to them taking up space if someone has as ob- made themselves obese and made themselves sick, it's still none of our fucking business. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, still yeah. their business. It doesn't become some our business when someone gets cancer of the bollocks, and we're not like, oh well, oh now, well you've got cancer of the bollocks, so we need to discuss your balls all the time and yeah, like, yeah. oh what have you done to make that? You don't do that, but like apparently, whenever you get fat and you put weight on, it becomes everyone else's fucking issue. It's a bizarre and, one, isn't it? And it's it's mad. And I I haven't. Spoken loads about this, but my new show that I'm doing this year, <laughs> Clang, um, uh, <laughs> is I'm going to be talking a, a lot about uh, body positivity. Yeah, just because I never thought it was my conversation to have before. I'm I'm what you would refer to as body positive, but I think that word's sort of been almost taken away by Instagram and right. big people on it because there's a lot of like naked people in their pants online to sort of try and level up the, level up the playing field of, mm-hmm. of like fat people on stuff and so it'd be nice when I was a young girl to see myself on stuff like yeah. Tess Halliday was on the front cover of Cosmopolitan yeah, 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 yeah. in a swimming costume which I didn't think was necessary right. like we are beautiful women but she got weird knees no one needs to see that it <laughs> fetishised it like yeah. I've got weird knees as well one of my knees looks like Hayley Jo Osmond Right. Uh, like i i I, it fetishises I mean that be-
0: seems worthy of a magazine cover <laughs> like, specifically Cosmo's
1: so. well up for it <laughs> but Piers Morgan it, mi- it means that knobheads like Piers Morgan can then say stuff because they've fetishized something rather than make her look beautiful in a great yeah. bit of couture yeah. like we don't need to be on the front cover of Cosmopolitan in a swimming costume we just need to be on the front cover of Cosmopolitan Yeah, you can't get fashion for being big either like I yeah, can't, yeah, I, yeah, you can't yeah. I can't dress myself if I want to I have to get clothes made it's like crazy, my couture it? And all this, all my suits and my dresses and a lot of the stuff I wear on stage, I have to get made because they wow. just there's nowhere I can buy it. Uh,
2: they
1: they don't they they seem to think if you don't they seem to think that if you don't make fashion for fat people, they'll stop eating. But what's right. happened is people are just taking their clothes off. Yeah, but it it's just and and it's everywhere all the time. There's constant reminders all the time, and I and for me, that's what body positivity is. Yeah, is the fact that I even though everyone's told me I look wrong and I am wrong and they've done that forever and And the first time I had sex the guy denied it and didn't tell anyone at school and then right. ruined my sex life for like ever yeah. and I, I you know it wasn't until I met Rich that I met a guy who's like oh he's into big girls that's wicked I don't have to yeah. like worry or you know anything yeah, like yeah. that I'm finally with someone who actually is preference of women is a big woman Yeah, if any big women out there are looking at my boyfriend and you think you're going to come and get him <laughs> I've I, <he, laughs> I got him down lock and key mate you <laughs> find your own um <laughs> I, well he's a free man he can do what he likes but don't um, i mean
0: the biggest threat really is is my boyfriend Stuart whiffin so yeah i know they, that's their huge, relationship has been the biggest issue, Really, but the
1: two of them i mean it's an abomination isn't it their friendship is gross <laughs> no is. i love it, it but is. um this body positive conversation uh is sometimes i feel like at the moment uh there's a there's a few people that are sort of attaching themselves to it and uh, i don't normally get I don't normally get apathy about stuff like this, mm-hmm. but I felt, I sometimes feel like there are women who are sort of jumping on a bit of a bandwagon that might not be their bandwagon. Sure, um, And because body positivity, even though I've been told by everyone I'm wrong, I still ha- manage managed to have confidence in myself. Yeah. And that for me is what body positivity is. And and I, I may be wrong and people might say I'm, this is incorrect, but i think that if you are really good looking and slim and a model and an actress in la and in a role in something that you could only get if you were thin i feel like it's not maybe your fight
2: yeah and yeah. i
1: and i just think that it's a little bit like oh, uh, everyone's just trying to pay their rent i get it but like pay it with something that is yours yeah uh, in a way yeah. i just basically i don't need no more skinny bitches uh <laughs> I don't need any more skinny bitches winning my fights for me. Yeah. I can do it myself. Yeah. Um and I and I feel like the world at the moment is really hard to keep things real. Yeah. Keep, like keeping it real is really hard at the moment because yeah, everyone's yeah. getting a, getting attention for like, you know, like, oh, I'm feeling shit today, what am I gonna do? I'll tell you what I'll do, I'll take my clothes off and then I'll get a black marker and I'll write brave on my body and then take a picture of that. Do you know if I did that? I, I it would go viral and Insta- yeah. I know it would if I yeah. took my clothes off, showed my guns yeah. on Instagram, and drew on black marker on my body like brave and like things like that. it would go crazy on Instagram. Yeah. Isn't that mad that I know how to do that
0: yeah, yeah, it's mad that there's there's these that that there are them simple rules or keys, and it's it's a tough one because I do think as well i think I think it's a positive thing that we're moving more and more away from the taboo. Of nudity of of women and men being o- comfortable b- being sexual, I think I think all of that is a positive thing. But yeah, it is. Where does the line come where it's just becoming another tool rather than being this this great uh, empowering thing for everyone?
1: It's like you know, white. I I typed in uh, the, the I, I typed in the uh, apartheid explained, and I do a joke about this, which you'd have to come and see the show for. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to tell you it now, but I do a joke that involves the word apartheid explained. And, and I went onto YouTube and I typed apartheid explained and a woman came up who didn't have any connection to apartheid in any way, shape or form, who was discussing apartheid. And I, and I, I was like, I just, is this, is this your conversation is this something that you should be talking about? Why don't you save those things for, Yeah, you know, we said this when we first came in, which is like, you know, the thing is how amazing this world of podcasting is. Yeah. But the, the key is to make sure that if you're going to become a podcaster is to do a podcast like something you're passionate about.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, the negative side of and the real damage of podcasts is the amount of people now talking about stuff they have no knowledge on. But or they're just talking because they have to talk, and then everyone takes that as a as an opinion or as a fact. And it's 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 the, the it's the same with social media. I feel social media has got to the point where it's g- given me a whole career. It's allowed me to meet my partner, all the all things like that. But I genuinely think it's doing more negative than positive now. I think it's crossed that line that it's so damaging to how it's moulding our minds and the way we think and the way we know that if we write "brave" on our leg and strip naked, you know, all these things. Are more damage, and podcasting is one that's on the verge of that. I love that there's that we can have these scientists and experts have these huge platforms and people who wouldn't have had a platform before have these amazing platforms. but a lot of the biggest podcasts, and again including mine at times, is a load of people talking about shit they 've got no qualification to speak on and yeah. that, that worries me. that 's what social media is as well it's everyone 's opinion is now worth so much it 's like no. Sometimes your opinion, you're Is allowed that? it, but it's not really worth anything. I think like, you an expert on it.
1: I think an, an experience of a situation can also give you knowledge to talk about yeah, it. I yeah. think that that uh, so like an experience or, uh, or 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 as you said, um, some sort of qualification in what? the thing for cert, for absolute certain. Yeah. But you you you're so many there's so many people that are talking about stuff that they have neither of those things for, yeah, and. And it's because, oh, this is a popular subject. I'm going to go with that because that'll make this thing successful. And I think that it, I think that because of social media, everyone's, I think people are really, I've lost their passion. I've lost what passion is. uh, To be able to look at something and love it without thinking about how other people might perceive your passion. To be able to go, what is it that I really, really love? What do I love to do? And, and 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 when you find that i feel like that is when you will find the thing that will make you success yeah is when you can really close your eyes and think what is it that i really love to do and i i'd do it even if no one was watching me and it's you know and that's yeah. where you'll find the thing that you're good at it's
0: absolutely not forcing it on you yeah. because you
1: saw other people do it and you want it, it to think about what do i love to do was, my dad's my dad's passion is football yeah he loves it He played a bit when he was younger. He loves it. He's recently retired. My dad would love to spend the the rest of his life travelling the world watching football. Yeah. And it will bring him more joy than his job did for 42 years.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, You know, I think think that's the, the thing that social media doesn't do because popularity has always been uh, the, the sort of teat of Satan everyone was yeah. a suckle at it yeah. and, um, and, I, and I you know I watched it being someone like yourself that wasn't very popular at school it meant that you could look upon popular people and look at all the flaws yeah. of being popular and it's meant now that I'm not easily flattered by popularity at all like yeah. I don't have cool groups I hang out in and mm-hmm. I keep similar friends and I have like witty banter with people online so everyone can see that I'm like with the I don't like I I, if I interact with someone's because I like them and they're a nice yeah, person but yeah, there's no like completely. there's no I don't have any agenda yeah, in, in yeah, that yeah, way yeah, yeah. and I'm sure that you know some people from the outside might see think that I have but I really I I don't have I can't have an agenda because I I can't sleep at night yeah,
2: if I completely. think I'm false
1: in any way I feel like a, I feel awful and I am yeah. I don't feel like I'm a it's the only thing I can do in my life is be passionate, and that's and if I don't have passion, I don't I don't have a life.
0: It's key there. The thing that you would you would want to do, even if no one was watching, is absolutely key, and it's one of the things when I was I was saying again before we started that when I was speaking at a thing recently about starting podcasts, I was like, the key has to be that that you just want to do it, and it doesn't yeah. matter because then hopefully it will find the, that success, and it will get to where you want it to be but you need to be in a position where it's like no I'm going to be doing it anyway I love it I love having these conversations I love meeting these people you can tell
1: you do as well to
0: be that yeah that's it that needs to be the reason for it and then if it's a success and that's a great bonus that kind of that goes on top
1: doing this because you like getting to know people you like talking to people and you like uh and you like you like finding out like I find people fascinating and I You know, talking to... My favourite thing is talking to normals. Like, there's nothing more better than talking to someone who doesn't do this job or have... Like, I love, you know, my brother, for example, he's an electrician and I've said this before, but I'll say it again. But, like, my brother, he doesn't really come to my gigs. And I said to him, why don't you come to my gigs? And he said, well, you don't watch me do electrics. (laughs) (laughs) And and I love shit like that. I love that he doesn't care. I love that nothing is nothing phases him and I love that like I went to a friend's uh, leaving she's been she's going away for five weeks and her family threw a huge party she's she had a brain tumour like my sister they knew each other when she was younger and she's never been anywhere and she was with a shit husband who was, I think, a bit abusive and she left him and it's been like this real empowering thing for her. And she's going away for just five weeks and the whole family threw a party. And then I sort of arrived to say goodbye to, I I was in Bristol to visit in, so I thought I'll pop in and see her. And she was so touched I was there, but like it was a normal, it was a normal party with normal people all having a Chinese yeah. in Katay's rendezvous in Bristol. And it was just like, and the conversations they were having were like, they were lovely and, and real. And, and, you know, all this fucking Brexit shit, some absolute mess. But the yeah. one thing I think has been the most troubling for me is this segregation that we have between the left and the right, or yeah. the Leave and the Remain? Because left yeah. and right is not a- applicable anymore. Yeah. But this, the this left
0: is separating itself as we speak. It's as, ridiculous. As we record now, so it's yeah, yeah. It's, all just, yeah.
1: it's all dismantled. And I feel like that what happens when you separate people is you weaken the middle, you yeah. make a vulnerability, and then and then people like dare I say it Hitler are the types yeah. of people that come in and, and abuse that, and exploit that, and exploit that. And I and I think that there is a divide in this country between intelligent people and people that haven't been educated. And I think sometimes, um, my lovely fellow educated university, arty people can be slightly unforgiving yeah. of people they don't understand or have any experience of, yeah, um, you know, like we all take the piss out of Jeremy Kyle and stuff like that, but, it's Jeremy Kyle. That, that those are real people. Yeah. They're real people having real existences, and, and just because it's nothing like you would, uh, how you would live your life, doesn't mean it's ro- it's wrong. Yeah, it's, and what
0: people have to re- to realise as well is there's going to be people several runs above you in the intelligence ladder who will be looking at you in the same way, I'm and you'd you hate the thought idiot. of that. Yeah, you'd hate the thought of that being like, no, I'm 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 sentient. I know what's going I've on. I got a hundred
1: but... likes on Facebook the other yeah. day for a, a, a status update I did. Yeah. But how often if you engage, this is the thing I always say, is we're never going to get anyone to change their mind about stuff if we tell them they're stupid or they're wrong. Yeah. The only way you can make people change their mind is if you can change them like a Trojan horse of liberalism, yeah. which is like, that's why I decided to do the Sun Bingo adverts and I get yeah. a fucking lot of abuse for it. I hate it. <laughs> I get, I, there was a man at Christmas who wrote... I mean, they're Merry... on
0: constantly. It's, it's, you know, I get it's it. It's
1: all the time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I got paid so that. well. Yeah, damn right. But I... Uh, the reason I chose it was number one, the money was great. But the second reason was I was like, that's an audience that could come to a show of mine, yeah, and like hear me wabble on about gays, like I do, yeah. and like all the th- all the f- quirky fun things I do, and then maybe like Gary from Wigan ain't going to be homophobic one time. I feel like that's my little thing I can do, yeah, which is like encourage, like I, like this year's poster is going to have a quote from the Guardian and the Sun uh, and the and the Daily Mail on it. Wow. Like I, I feel like. I always, I I said, that's
0: important, right? To bring those crowds together together and go right. Well, let's. Let's You might not agree with everything in this show, but at least you are going to hear it and you are going to discuss it and have an opinion. If we
2: can't
1: have the same opinions on stuff, how about we all laugh at the same stuff? How about things like, like you know, humor. Laughing is a much easier way of of getting people to sort of agree with you than it, than it is making people angry or yeah. like anger is such a pointless emotion. Yeah, with regards to all this stuff as I th- well. I
0: think it's all fueled, and it's been going that way for a long time. And again, I seem to be putting all the blame on social media for everything, but I think social it media is it's fuels it. That we've pushed so far towards this tr- 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 tribalism, and that's what makes it dangerous. And the easiest example I can think of before it was serious tribalism was. Android and Apple phones. People would be so like yeah. that's the enemy. If, oh, you've got you've got an Apple phone, fucking hell, sellout! Or you've got an Android. Oh, that's they're so shit. That's and all this, mad. It's like, and you're and you're angry at someone else for having a different Thing. phone to you. Why are you aligning yourself with the phone that you've got? It's not important. And I think there was a lot of things like that. And I guess you could go back to S- Sega and Nintendo and stuff like that, where you would you'd have this this tribalism and loyalty, and that has then gone even further. Into our politics and into the way we are online, that, and it's it's fueled hugely by celebrities. It's like I like th- that celebrity, so therefore, this- if you disagree with that celebrity, you're the enemy. It's like no, I might agree with like a Joe Rogan is a, a great example. I'm a huge fan of a, a Joe Rogan. I've been in his podcast years ago. He's the one that encouraged me to start this. There's tons of. St- Stuff that he says that I don't agree with, and that I think he's ignorant on. There's even more stuff that he's far more informed on than me. I learn from him; it's amazing. But that's that's fine. It shouldn't be a uh, you're either agree with everything that person says or nothing. There should can, be a gap in between.
1: I've got friends who are prolifically anti everything I believe in. Mm. I've got a friend. I can't even say who it is because if I said who it is, I'd get in so much trouble because of the internet. Yeah. But I've got someone I've known for twelve years. I've I've known their, um, their I've known their partner. I know their children, yeah. and I can't even genderize the person because yeah. I I can't even say what or this person does, but. I've known this person for a really long time. I've known them uh, from where when I used to live in Bristol. And they're totally anti everything I believe in. But yeah. if I surrounded myself with all people all the time who thought like me and acted like me, I would be an incredibly bored person yeah. because I already have myself. I don't need any more versions of myself.
2: Yeah.
1: People... Are, Different people enrich my life. People's stories, people's experiences, like people's jobs. Like when you're on stage and you ask someone what job they do, and some people like really cringe when they say like I work at Marks and Spencer's. And I'm like you're an exp- you're having an experience of life that so many of these other middle class knobheads mm. that I know I will never have. You are talking to people. You're 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 filling your world up with with other. All we've got is each other. Yeah. But a lot of people are just like no, I just want to be ahead of that. I want to be in charge and i feel like i feel like what you were saying about joe rogan being wrong sometimes i agree with do you know what's even do you know what type of person finds it even harder to be in in the wrong is women i find it really difficult i feel like sometimes that other women will judge other women for being wrong in a really intense way rather than being a, a bit you know, sort of a bit like laughing about something. Like yeah. you can be really outed as a as a bird if you do the different stuff that the other birds are doing, and yeah. and, and and so sometimes I feel like I can't. I, I've been accused of being a Tory before because I don't immediately assign myself with with um, left wing politics. Yeah. I'm not a Tory, and I and I also don't I, don't I don't vote for Jeremy Corbyn. Apparently, neither do seven of his other um, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, uh,
1: yeah. Of, of his um, um, members of his party. But I like I have at the moment for me there's no politician representing what it is that I think is a um, uh, uh, a value for that will help the country yeah, like I
0: completely why there can't
1: be some st- I know this probably sounds stupid and naive and, and idiotic but why can't there be a clo- coalition between Labour and Conservative Yeah, if it is 48, 52 whatever it was yeah. meant to be then why don't they just get in a room and argue about it rather than making us do it well
0: that's it the big issue I have is, is that a lot of people will say there's not a political party that that aligns with me correctly so I will go with who's the nearest or the lesser of two evils or whatever else but the problem for me is in this country we don't have a political system that would allow good political parties coalitions kind of a a spread because again you're completely right the UK as people don't have one thought. No. Therefore, why, why would we have democratic? one person as leader? Because that's not representing everything. It's 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 ludicrous, and in America, even more so. A country of that size, the the thought two... that there's a leader, that there's one person. I you know mean, I know parties, but yeah, it's yeah, the two party politics is it's ridiculous. So yeah, it's crazy how these things are, and there's the fact that we number one, if you say anything against a democracy, then that's that's a sin. I love democracies, but people don't seem to realise that there's fucking hundreds of different ocracies. There's hundreds of versions of democracies. There's kind of Athenian democracies, which, again, y- you can pick apart, because in those days, it was only the rich who had a say. Women didn't have a say. You know, there's loads of stuff there. But of all the people who had a say it, under an Athenian democracy, it was kind of like j- jury duty. So you are, you say there's a hundred of you, you're in charge for this situation and you're picked at random and you have to kind of say and decide. And then the next month there's a completely new hundred who are selected and you have a say on this. And that's exciting because it's the only way that you remove corruption. Because if you're the people in power, then power corrupts, if everyone's in power and it just is random, random. here we go, solve this one. And things like that are fascinating, but we never discuss anything other than well it's democracy you are you, are you saying that you're against democracy well, maybe against our kind of democracy our version that's so weighted and has stupid kind of rules that more people can vote for one thing but the people in the right place voted for the other thing therefore the other thing wins it's like it's weird all that stuff is just it's ridiculous so yeah it's a bizarre A bizarre political system but... It's
1: really weird and I think that it's all very confusing at the moment and everyone... There's a lot of hysteria and a lot of blame happening and... I just feel like just look within yourself and see what you can be doing rather than start blaming other people. Yeah. Um, I get I gig up and down the country all the time, so I see I don't I don't I'm not just in London. Yeah. I live in Essex, and I yeah, yeah, yeah. and I and I gig all the, I, I gig all the way to the top of the country and all the way back down to the country. I see all sorts of different people. I meet people from all sorts of different walks of life. I used to work in Asda. My mum still does. My experience of life is very different from the world that I find myself in. So it means that there's part of me that has Incredibly liberal views about stuff, and then there's also part of me that has conservative views about things. Yeah. But there's not a single political party that will. And I'm not on my own. I'm not on my own on the fence. Yeah. It's not, and also that expression. I'm not on any fence. I am. I am. If I'm on a fence, I'm leaning on it with absolute style, mate. Looking, <laughs> looking like yeah. an absolute yeah. don. I have got yeah. a hat on. I look a bit like James Dean because I've gone for the full look. Yeah. And there's no, there's no vagueness about what me. I'm wait, I'm waiting. That which fence I think,
0: is the perfect height as well, just to get a really good lean so you're not hunched over but you're not stretching either it's a fucking great fence (laughs) Um, there's there's. I mean we're kind of at the the hour mark but I mean we've got a bit of of time left I will be out of your hair in time for you to head into what you're going to do but there's a few things I want to jump back to There's, there's one thing that you said earlier that I just want to touch on do you remember what albums you were listening to on that trip through Europe where you were kind of you found your alone time a, yeah, what, a, 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 uh, for what? the first time because it is particularly I I remember when I was doing a tour once in Europe and again at a time where you don't just have every song in the world on your phone and I listened I got mocked because I was touring as a rapper touring Europe in my band what were you listening to I, I listened 12 times in a row I listened to heard a Cindy Lauper greatest hits. Oh, you legend! Because it's such a brilliant greatest hits, and the people I was on tour with, like, are you going to change it at any point? It's like, no, I want to listen to it again. It's just, it's what's, it's, it's perfect for me now. And it was exactly the same. I was sitting there in a van full of people, having some alone time, having several days of alone time, just really f- thinking and and getting th- through everything in that way, and it it it's it st- st- stuck w- with me. So I wondered if you kind of. The the albums that were with you then stuck with you. I had two
1: albums that I listened to. One of them was Melody Gardo. Right. My One and Only Thrill. She had basically, I think this is the story, but she had an accident that, hang on, let me just read this because this will be, this is a good little fact about her. Yeah. Yeah, accident and therapy. So while riding her bicycle in Philadelphia in 2003, Gardeau was struck by an SUV and sustained head, spinal and pelvic injuries. Oh, wow. She was confined to a hospital bed for a year and needed to relearn simple tasks and so was left oversensitive to light and sound. Encouraged by a physician... Uh, a physician? F- f- physician?
2: Yep, that's the one. Whatever that is. N- who
1: no. believed music <laughs> would help her brain, Gardeau learned to, hit, uh, to hum and then to sing to a tape recorder. And so basically this is the... She... Retaught herself how to sing via wow. her own music, and she's That's got amazing. She's got such a beautiful voice, and it's a you know it's a bit romantic. Yeah. Uh, I I am a, the lover of the romantic music.
2: Yeah,
1: um, I like I like romantic music, and I like a good bassline yeah. on on uh, on stuff. So like I like a good dirty. What was I listening It's not even. It wasn't even dirty. What was I listening to yesterday? That had a big, a good dung, 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 dung. Dun. Like horse with no name, but like a place with no name. Is right. it? I yep. can't remember it. Um, so I was listening to that album, and I was also listening to. Let me get the right album. So John Grant, right? Um, Pelgrin Ghosts. Right. I listened to uh, on that journey as well. Yeah. So that was another it's a
0: perfect for f- soundtrack in a, a journey, right? Well, like, kind as of I'm emotional. Was-
1: I was in Lanzarote, All driving right. along <laughs> Black Sand, listening <laughs> to Greatest Motherfucker. Love it. And I listened to, was it Melody Gardo, John Grant, and who else would have been in that? Who else would have been in that? I've got, like, my iTunes is basically everything, and yeah. I randomise. I don't listen to... Yep. I'm not a full album kind of yep. girl. I have, like, uh, it on Scramble, so it would have been lots, I'm, lots I'm, of different I'm stuff. I'm
0: that now, and it kills me, because I love albums and i love i i hate that that art form is the d- d- dying but it kills me a little bit that I've, terrible, i'm like you yeah, know i prefer just to, sh- to shuffle through things it's
1: i love rich recently um played me the f because we now ne- so now now i'm doing it more because we've got we play vinyl so that's yes. that shelf over there is full of rich's yeah, vinyl yeah, yeah. and um so the other day he played me the communards yep what's a great album and the whole thing yeah. as well yeah, um, what I can't remember what album it was it's up there hold this a sec yeah the
0: Communards absolutely am- amazing and particularly with obviously you've I mean we touched upon you kind of doing a lot of stuff in the drag world and in in very much f- f- friendly gay worlds and the Communards and uh, particularly J- uh, Jimmy Somerville uh, uh, Somerville I didn't realise until I was watching a documentary how important small town boy was as just and you listen to it now and you realize that at that point the gay scene had blown up but it was all very it's great to be gay look how wonderful we are and that wasn't the experience of a lot of gay people at that point the small town boy was this heartbreaking beautiful song of feeling ostracized feeling alone because of something as intrinsic as your sexuality and I'd never thought, I'd always thought, oh, this is a cool song. And then you hear it in that context and go, oh, yeah, actually, oh, Frankie Goes to Hollywood and all that was all like, yeah, we're going to fuck and fist and do what we want. It's going to be great. <laughs> and that was, again, that's a, a very London-centric experience of the gay scene at that point. Yeah. As soon as you get half hour out of London, that wasn't the world for, for. so, yeah, amazing stuff. Uh, can, uh, can I recommend um, a song or a, a, a an artist to you yeah go on because they're an artist and a few people know where I'm going to go with this because they're an artist they're a pair of artists that, that I think get completely looked over because they're kind of seen as a, a comedy band but I believe that they've written or they have written my two favourite love songs oh right go of on of all love songs it, it, it's the Proclaimers
1: oh wow really
0: they're genuinely and I was on board with it being 500 miles they're a bit of a joke and I saw them uh, at, S- at South by Southwest in texas are one year and in america they don't have that kind I of joke walk... feel of they're scottish or oh, the accents weird T- to americans all english accents are weird so it's this weird thing but um they've got a song called um Th- then i met you and I'm they've put got this on my and they've got a song called um S- sunshine on leith on leith leith yeah Oh, in, 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 edinburgh. in, in edinburgh yeah yeah, yeah. So they're they're from Edinburgh. That's they're where
1: from where I Leith. live when I go to Edinburgh. Yeah. So that'll
0: be. So sunshine on Leith, I genuinely <coughs> think, is one of the most beautiful love songs. And and the, and oh, then there I am
1: it It's in a movie.
0: Yeah, or there was a film made, made of sunshine of on Leith. It was a musical. Um, but the the thing with sunshine on, on Leith, and this is a bit of a, spoil, a spoiler now, but I was listening to it loads, and I realised the reason it's such a unique love song is it says thank you and that's so rare in love songs yeah. i love you i need you you're everything is amazing but thank you no that's, no, one ever that's, s- no one says that in a love song and it, it, he's like he's thanking her for being there for being alive for being for giving him all this. It, and it's such a beautiful thing and the pair of them as well again knowing that you're a fan of of of, of vocals the pair of them have just got the most impeccable voices and control of their voices their, their control on or when I Met You and Sunshine on a Leaf is just—it's mind blowing—and yeah, I that's do my, that's love my tips. a
1: great vocal. I'm really going to listen to it. Yeah. I love a recommendation of a good love song. It's good because
0: as well, because they're also they're such a—they're the two twins and they look funny and they—it's like no, honestly, once you get over that, they're this amazing.
1: You're not the first person that's told me to give The Proclaimers a chance. Yeah. yeah. Um So that I'll definitely be a recommendation I keep.
0: So another thing I wanted to uh, look, l- l- Back to and we won't stay on it for ages. I'll firstly I recommend that people ch- ch- check you out on Griefcast with Carrie yes. because it was absolutely amazing. I oh, really thank you. I feel it was it was such a defining one of Griefcast for me because your approach to grief completely negated the, the need for people to pull that face. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was just an openness of this is just this is a thing, and there was humour in it. But so I mean I'm gonna try and not uh, to pull the the, the face now, but <laughs> But you've mentioned uh, your sister sister a couple of times. Yeah, uh, I talk
1: talk about her as much as I can. I um, spoke about this with my therapist. I went, oh, sometimes... So I did something on BBC called BBC Ideas, and it was a funny thing about grief. And I worried that I was talking about my sister too much. And then my therapist said to me, she went, why wouldn't you talk about her? She is... Your story and the way you speak about her is empowering for other people. So, of course, that you're... It's because I hear so many... Like... It took me five, five, six years to talk about her yeah. before I did. And I feel like that's an, a good amount of time. hundred percent, People are yeah. doing it within months of their yeah. loved ones dying. And I'm like, yeah. you, have, you have not... Particularly in comedy.
0: In comedy. Like... at the Fringe. My God, like... <laughs> Is it a Fringe show if someone hasn't died to make it? That's kind, <laughs> of, that's kind of a key now. Yeah,
1: it's, uh, well... <laughs> What happens if you've had no dead loved ones?
0: Yeah, yeah. what the what, hell are you going to do? You make your a show about. about?
1: <laughs> well, I, I just, <laughs> I do you want um, a Lindor chocolate ball?
0: I always want a Lindor. Yeah, there's strawberries ball, and cream
1: yeah. or orange. I'll go for orange. You anyway.
0: uh, um, Have you had the mint ones yet?
1: Oh my god, they're insane!
0: The next level, aren't they? Oh I've my god! Because they were on offer, and I was, I was going to, s- to see a, f- a film, and again of all the things to eat in the cinema, noisy, unwrapping each individual one. I thought I'll have a couple. I ate the whole box in this film. And it was. Amazing.
1: Mm. I love chocolate. Um, yeah, so I think it's important to talk about her. Yeah, I, I think I said this on group. She's not your average dead person. Yeah. You know, she didn't achieve anything before she died. There's no, there's no romanticism. So, how
0: old was she when
1: she was 27 when oh. she died? Yeah, I was 25. She just like, sort of, just died one day. It was. As as innocuous as that, she was living in Portsmouth with her husband and then he went fishing and forgot his tackle box and came back and she was fitting on the carpet and she had a brain tumour and she went to hospital, went into a coma and then we all arrived, I was last and then she died and it was as unremarkable as that. No, went down to car park, and that boyfriend he was with me a month and then she
0: died. Uh, oh, that boyfriend wow. I was speaking about. I mean, fair play, that's a tough one on his part. Oh, to poor suddenly. Guy. It's like, Right, okay, this is now, it turns out it's serious then. It's
1: He's, it, yeah. so, so, he juggled for me in the car park downstairs. <laughs> he just juggled, he had juggling balls in this, but he was really good at it. He did cascades and stuff,
0: he was really good at it. I mean, it. I loved how you 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 dropped that out as if it was the most normal and, and just a bit of juggling thing. in the car so he, park. He juggled for me and then, <laughs>
1: And then that, and then and then she's dead. And then it's been now. It's coming up to on April twenty fourth. It'll be. It would have been. If, I mean, if this is out after, um, it, on April twenty fourth, it had have been eight years yeah. since she died. And it get, gets easier. It becomes yeah. normal that they're dead. That's that's the best bit about grieving. It's yeah. when it's normal that they're not they're not around anymore. Because I think that the initial stages of it are oh they're not here this feels weird oh they're not here this feels weird and that's what you're constantly reminded of but the day it comes becomes feels absolutely yeah that yeah they should have died or that yeah. this is this is just what life is like that's yeah. that's the bit where you can cope still feels yeah. shit it would be cry.
0: weird if they were here now cuz yeah so much has changed oh she wouldn't,
1: <laughs> she wouldn't recognize it like i yeah. think of her in this world that we're in now cuz it's the world's changed massively yeah. since 2011 mm-hmm. There's lots of stuff she wouldn't recognise um, and uh, it's funny, she'll always be my older sister but I'm now older than her.
0: Yeah, that's mad, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, isn't it weird?
1: She'll always be my older sister but yeah. she never got to 28.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but she, you know, like, she's brilliant. She, um, She's one of those people that I was talking about earlier on. she had have voted leave. Yeah. She's, she's, you know, she would have. Yeah. Um, most of my family did. Yeah. Uh, my dad didn't. He works for a European country, so uh, not a uh, company. Yeah. But most of the other people in my in my life, they all voted leave, and yeah. it's because of their experiences and stuff. And I really value I value my sister and people like her. And I didn't used to. I used to run away from it. Yeah. Used to run away from my roots. I don't know if you did that.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah, just to, Yeah. Like oh, I I used to change my accent as well. Yeah. I'm in a voiceover for Lazy... It's called Lazy Boy Garage. It's on UK TV. And I, and I w- went to have a look at what people were saying about it. Majority is, is that it's been really well received. But there's some, some people that are like, I find her voice annoying. Like, fuck off, mate. <laughs> Fucking suck a dick. I'm yeah. so bored of, of this. Like, the way that people are on Twitter. Like, shut up. Yeah. Like, can't you just shut up?
0: Yeah. <laughs> just... did you, this is now just going off on a tangent. But did you enjoy th- th- this country? Because I, I, yeah, I, I absolutely adored it. I found it out of nowhere, and Kerry? F- from touring as well. I I'd, I I'd, I'd spent a lot of time in 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 the West Country and things like that. And you, you they never to hear it podcast? represented. I don't know
1: if they do, Kerry. yeah, Charlie, Charlie, Curtain. I I'm literally everything about me needs to be on this country. Please let me be on it. I mean, I've asked enough people, yeah. to to do it I've literally I do comedy and I sound like this yeah yeah it's perfect it's perfect isn't it
0: the best isn't it the best oh my god it's such a great show yeah me me and my brother stumbled upon it and it was when the first episode was airing for the first time and it's not because we're hip hip and down we just happened to flick to it and we had 10 minutes like is this a documentary or a a like people talk about with Blair Witch or The Office originally we had that with this kind of like I'm not sure if this is real or those two are so not. brilliant and they're just genius. Oh, I love it.
1: It took, it took them 8 years to get that. It took yeah. them a really long time and it was I a different heard
0: Charlie was on on the the Two Shot podcast and it's fantastic and they really discussed that kind of how shit how, how shit the first iteration of it was and how it had to kind of had to fail to then work.
1: It's a, it's a great show. What a great place the West Country is. Yeah. It is, you know. Yes, my voice may be annoying, but I've got more <laughs> joy in voice. my voice than anyone who's, any RP accents. Like how yeah. dreary, yeah. like. Well, I've got a little lilt on the end of it. I say words funny. Yeah. I could say, like, a really innocuous sentence, but I get a word wrong, and then it's... I like I like things that are different. Yeah. You know, if someone sounds different or does something different, I, li- I like being surprised. I'd hate to meet the same person all the time.
0: Do you feel it has to make you work harder in comedy? And again, this is going to s- sound really weird, but there's a few people... Tim Key's an example, just... The way he speaks just cracks me up. I just adore it. He could read, it's it's a cliche, he could read the phone book and I'll be in tears of laughter, but he does then have to craft and make these amazing bits of work (laughs) because it's literally just anything. And do you feel that because you can just say a fairly innocuous sentence and make it hilarious that you have to go, right, I need to make sure I'm not just going... Well, here 's me and my funny voice well my new show
1: my new show that i 'm writing at the moment, which is called the ballad of kylie jenner 's old face <laughs> is me here 's me trying to Beautiful. take myself seriously as a stand up yeah so I, I i've come to the uh, the understanding that as a woman in two thousand and nineteen unless you were like shaking your booty in a thong on stage with your cheating husband, yeah. a la Beyonce,
2: yeah.
1: um, or you're not wearing a turtleneck trying to get people to listen to your serious points of view, you're not a successful woman. Yeah. So this year, I'm removing yeah. all of the sequins and all of the glamour from my performances and there will be no songs. Oh, really? No more songs for Jade. I mean,
0: that's a big step. Because again, it's, it's, it's something that we can just, just touch on, on quickly is, is your shows have very much not been just a regular... stand up up, show there's been a whole thing going on I was going to ask how how touring like that is I I used to tour with a guy called B B Dolan and for a while he had a character called Bomzo the Clown and he's a rapper but he'd have white face paint with red bits and all this and the amount of impact on the stress of touring life that that added was next level hotel rooms covered in paint everywhere just adding theatrics makes generally touring a lot harder and that's if you're in a band so if generally all the rest of your peers their touring is turn up and pick up a microphone and your touring is
1: wind signed, thrown yeah Boyfriend in a morph suit, Yes. Richard Thomas playing piano, yeah. a plant, a table, Yeah. like all of these things make it absolutely hell.
2: Yeah. And
1: I haven't really made a show before that has been able to be toured because of this. Yeah. So this new show is part me taking the piss out of this uh, thing where women got to be all serious and shit. And at the same time is actually making a show that I can tour
0: because I'd love That's to... Fascinating to find that, to find a show that, that you can make that allows you to remove those things for a reason rather than just go, oh, it's fucking... I want a tour.
1: Yeah, no, I wanted... I only ever do stuff organically. I didn't want... I never want anyone to look at my decisions that I've made to see, like... I, don't, I, I sort of want to cover up my uh my journey by yeah. you know every decision I make oh I can justify why I've done that in terms of the or the narrative or what it is that I'm talking about and there's loads of meta things in this in this show which is like at the same time as me trying to be serious in in my craft the whole way through the show things are going to try and stop me from being serious yeah. the old Jade's going to keep coming out I've got my boyfriend who wears an all-in-one black morph suit who's my special effects guy in it pudding yeah, yeah. he's going to spend the entire show trying to like keep me that the real the real me, yeah. whilst I do essentially a keynote speech on feminism.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but the keynote speech on feminism will be me talking about how at the moment the 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 demographic of people in this country that I worry about the most are working class teenagers. I feel that at the moment all the role models for these girls are all these bitches that are all on all fours in songs, yeah. singing songs. Ariana Grande, Beyonce, uh, all of these. Role models who are like basically saying, if you want to be a billionaire bitch like me, you need to dress like this, and you need to get lip fillers, and you mm. need to get plastic surgery, and all this sort of stuff. And I believe, and they, and that, and what they're saying is that if you want to be confident and empowered, get all this stuff. Yeah. But I believe because of all the stuff I said earlier on, even though i am been told by people that I'm wrong, I know I'm not. Yeah. And that is worth more than any lip filler could ever... Yeah, if yeah, you can yeah, get your, your teenage girls to believe that, then your teenage girls will grow up to be really responsible women yeah. who get shit done, who can handle things, who can help their men be better men and, um, and raise... You know, you're not going to be raising uh, women in the correct way if you're telling them that... Do you know what? The most... Forbes Magazine said that Kylie Jenner was a self-made billionaire she's not a self-made billionaire yeah. her sister had to get banged on Pornhub yeah, for her yeah, to be yeah. a self-made billionaire her her father that wasn't her, her her sister's father had to keep a murderer out of prison in order to be a self-made billionaire yeah. and she and in the paper paper magazine she's like saying that yeah no my parents cut me off at 15 and told me I had to make my own way oh you poor little street <laughs> urchin what did you have 7 million <laughs> yeah. in the bank from mummy yeah. and daddy yeah. like this isn't the, and, and what's happening is these images and messages at the moment are all mixed up and the people that are lapping it up isn't us because we're like oh this is all bullshit it's these teenage girls Mm -hmm. i had a teenage girl in my house um i won't say when because she'll know when uh, who it is i had a teenage girl here and she just like the nails the uh, eyebrows the hair the insecurity the sort of like the like her, her parents had got her a present for Christmas that was like a really cool present, and like she sort of had it hidden away. And I said, "Oh, what did you, what did you get?" And she, she oh, oh, I got this. And I, and I was like, "It's because what you really want is you want to get a bloody bit of filler in your lips, yeah. Because Kylie Jenner has convinced the entire world that she made her lips big by a
0: pencil. It's mad because I would feel okay with it if they weren't the only thing being put forward. Again, I think all of these things at. I are fine as long valid, as they're want and Yeah, if there's, if there's balance and there's other options put at the top, and not just other options, it's bullshit to say, oh, there are other inspiration people. Like, but not on that level. It's all good to say, here's a great doctor, but kids aren't hearing of that that doctor. It's on these levels.
1: Ariana Grande recently ha- ha- on Billboard 100 has the top... Three songs on Bill War 100. Yeah. The last time that was achieved was in 1964, or 1969 by the Beatles. Wow. Ariana Grande has beaten the Beatles. Unless we listen to her music, it's not because of any musical quality, it's all because of sexualization. Yeah. She doesn't look older than 15 years old. Mm. Anyone that is finding that girl attractive has got to have some serious words with, unless right, they are yeah, 15. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. But
1: I've got to be having some serious words with myself because that girl does not look legal. Mm. If she came into my club when i used to be a bouncer i'd fucking idea yeah like she the challenge 25 bit like talk about challenge 18 (laughs) on her like and it's and no one's and there's no discussion on this stuff it's just sort of like that that's 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 wrong yeah like we shouldn't be having her like an empowering woman is a woman stood with a microphone in her hand not one with a microphone in her hand on all fours or one in front of 66,000 people at West Ham Stadium being groped by her husband who recently cheated on her in front of the words feminist, which was Beyonce's concert I went to see. I just, I I feel like, I will obviously make all this stuff funny, but I feel like there's, um, (laughs) there's just a lot of, there's just a lot of false shit going on because yeah. and attaching themselves. It's okay for this false shit to happen as well, because it always has done. It's always been false advertising to make things you know, sex used to sell and now it's tears. Yeah. Like um like for women, it used to be tips, yeah, yeah, now it's yeah, all yeah. about all about women crying. Yeah, and you yeah, know, I yeah. I I Do you remember Melissa Messenger? Yes. Now she cries, you know? Right. You've got loose women. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Of but I um, I, I feel like uh I feel like what's happened is you have all of this fake shit, but now they're attaching themselves to messages that are, are really important. Yeah, Feminism and women not being a second citizen, citizen to the point where, you know, we don't get locked into cars while guys get their dicks out. Mm -hmm. That stuff will only happen if we, if we show girls, oh, do you know what? That's not cool. Even though, but like, then the music videos and the imagery uh, alongside all of these artists it's not responsible it's not like you you know she's literally just selling an art she did a song about like I got seven rings for all my friends and look at all my money and all my and all my jewels and I'm like you've got like a load of girls looking up to you I'd be like oh okay so what am I going to do if I just get some surgery and and then I am um, and then I just like do an Instagram account and I and I get my ass out on there and you know it's fine that there's a load of probably paedophiles watching all this stuff but it means that no, I could probably have this sort of life and I can that, it, it, that's the sort of converse, that's the yeah. sort of thing that is happening when people are watching people like Ariana Grande do yeah. well because it's not her music and what's her music interesting su-
0: if her music was good yeah I'd shut up And but what's interesting is it, it's exciting because it does feel as if you're the perfect person to talk about this because of what you were saying about br- br- bringing an audience that's coming to a show that's got a Guardian quote and a Daily Mail quote on the poster because you're going to see some of that tribalism. Any time you start to speak against Queen Beyoncé, there's going to be some They've people ca- who are like... They came. How, how dare you? Yeah, but equally, it's like, no, everyone should... Everyone's idols should be questioned and should stand up to scrutiny and should... It's it's, it's fine to be flawed, for, for, for example, a Beyoncé sh- shouldn't be flawless and perfect, but we should be allowed to acknowledge that she's not flawless and perfect. Yeah. It's not asking her to be flawless and perfect. It's being able to say i only agree with that and it not be a sin you know
1: I think it was really powerful that she forgave her husband in front of everyone on that yeah. on Lemonade I, I, I really enjoyed Lemonade the uh, visual yeah. album and the songs and I thought that was a really powerful message that she put across and I was like yeah that's you using your platform well showing everyone how to forgive and forget with someone who loves you and someone who's messed up and you've forgiven them but then they just took it too far and I was like we don't need to see you being groped by him it's kind
0: of the broad strokes and marketing of everything because to use the term Comparisons here. There, there is an empowerment in in Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. I can't even say her name. Her whole th- th- "Thank You n- n- Next" thing. But there's also a hideousness in it because it's so callous and soulless. And dismissive. It's, it's dismissive. And, and but again, it's a balance. If if it had been, it's it's great to say, "Don't be weighed down by someone else. Be very I'm me, and I'm you know you know I'm just, enough f- 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 for me." So thank you next it's not going to break me but equally th- 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 there's no saying. there's no there's no broad there's no nuance in it it's such broad strokes it's like Fuck that loser! That, Fuck no, that loser! He be. didn't.
1: And the other thing is, is no one has uh, commented on this at all. She's got two ex-boyfriends. She's written music about, mm. and both those ex-boyfriends have had a drug, to, uh, a drug, a drug issue to the point where he killed himself. Mm. And then the last boyfriend, yeah. last Christmas, wrote a suicidal note on Instagram. Yeah. Wouldn't you write a suicidal note on Instagram if the entire world and the Kardashians were saying thank you next about your relationship? I would
0: would would, would want to quickly add as well though that it's social media and the whole market machines of the music industry that are more to blame here than a young girl in Ariana Grande it's not her uh, fault Ariana Grande she's, the Just cause, a- yeah, she's yeah. part of it and she's the the one at the front but it's everyone else going oh this is marketable Heartbreak is marketable and not realising that there's there's nuances to her. it's interesting because I was thinking of two people uh, when you were saying about how you couldn't tour shows I remember there's, there's t- two people I used to gig with back in the day literally in pubs and one of them was P- P- Paloma Faith and I love her and it was you'd watch it and I'd say to her at the time I was like you need to get huge because you can't do so these good. elaborate shows in pubs it doesn't work and the opposite of that and I'm going to be careful with this because I know it's someone you're a big fan of but was Adele who would li- literally be there with a guitar and a mic and a uh, jumper and that and that's it and that's all she needed and I remember uh, when she, as she was going on Jules Holland the first time and I knew a few of the people at her label and a lot of her kind of her the management and Adele. And there was all this talk of, right, there we had an orchestra, there we had a band. And it was, it was Richard Russell XL who was really adamant. He was like, no, just put her out there with a guitar. And she had to follow Paul McCartney w- with Jules Holland and all this. And then it just cut to this girl on a stool with a guitar and she stole the show. So it was that beauty of f- f- finding that thing that you can go, I don't need anything else. I can make this... So it's it's having that it's wonderful to have that fl- flamboyance of Paloma, but then it's equally almost Strip more exciting and moving to go, right, it can be just this. This is all it can this is all it needs to be.
1: Stripping it back's so always that's what I'm doing this year yeah. is I'm stripping back all that yeah. stuff to prove that I can actually be as engaging without all the flim flam. Yeah. I really like do you know what I really liked? I love what's the song? it's called. it's a pop song. Yeah. My ex by Jessie J. Right. I don't know if you saw no, the video for it as well. Yeah. It's just some uh, she's a really great actress um in the, like the camera's just and the song's the song's just cute and
2: Yeah.
1: and it's like and it's it's sort of one what we were talking about, you know, the the dismissive nature of Thank You Next. It was exactly what Thank You Next is not. Yeah. which is like, you know, like uh, empowering about yeah. uh, something that hasn't worked out, and I think that uh, her the 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 cog that Ariana is in has created this. Uh, this the, will create this army of girls that don't take responsibility for the failure of their own relationships, yeah. like which they have to because yeah. women are just as bad as men. Yeah. I make a joke about this in my show, which is the difference between women and men is women do psychological trauma, but it's not illegal. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, but yeah, women yeah, do yeah. really shit yeah. stuff to yeah. men.
1: They pretend that they're on the pill and get themselves pregnant to Mm -hmm. to to be able to trap a man like they do mad shit they go for men that have um uh, have wives and have girlfriends and stuff because they're insecure you know like we're as flawed as the blokes are and i think sometimes that for this like marketing cog that's what i love about adele is that she well
0: that's what i was gonna say the the reason Adele came to mind there, I I, I, I I never clarified. I didn't want to just make a name drop there. But it yeah. was because she, f- it felt like she popularized the heart wrenching breakup song. But what the, the marketing team. You never knew failed. who he was. That's, exa- that's exactly what the then marketing team failed to focus on was it was anonymous. It, w- it wasn't this, look, that's the person I'm writing about. F- fuck them. It was like this a mysterious man who's sitting there regretting. You just know know. there's some
1: guy cringing somewhere that he could have been, like, tapping up a a multi-millionaire success. Who's got... Who also, what I really love about her, she doesn't do fame. Yeah. She's so dignified. She's got a massive house. Her great... And her husband is, like, this scruffy Etonian guy who runs a charity. Like, she doesn't do any of that stuff. She is dignified. Just her voice. Just her voice. And I went to see her show with my parents. I'd say uh, she's got some great chat in her. Yeah. It, Adele, if you're listening, like, let me come and do some like lines for you. I would love to. Completely. But I, I mean, I'm not criticising any, but ca- I'll, I'll write you some cracking lines for your yeah. show. I was what, sat there going, <laughs> you could say this now, and you could say that now, <laughs> and you could say this, because she's got this like warmth that... And that's what this country loves the most. The UK especially loves it. They love a bit of warmth. They love yeah. a girl that they could like... Completely. S- um, warmth is so important. And I think that that's what I I love about, I mean, there's some songs that I'm not massively fan of and the popularity of some songs that she's had, I think like chill out babes. Hello was not her best.
2: Yeah. Like
1: uh, send my love, my love to your new lover is like a far superior song to hello, but it was her first one and it went crazy and then everyone copied it and it was like a big viral hit and stuff. But, I just love, I love dignity and I love a little bit of class and I love it from a working class bird as well. Yeah. Like there is nothing more classy than a working class girl that says fuck every other sentence going, I'm not going to be falling out of cabs getting my and, and
0: my fanny out. And it makes, it, it, it genuinely, it, it adds to the impact. So when I was starting off, I've always had a lot of songs that are about, about heavy subjects that are about suicide and about death and stuff like that. So I would always, particularly when I did Made of a Fringe show, it was important to me to make a joke in between, because then it makes that impact so much harder. And it's similar. But Adele's going, fucking hell, look at this. Ah, and then hits you with this voice. The impact of that voice is oh. so much grander. Because it's like, oh, we were brought, brought out of the geniusness of it. And it's just, oh, this is just a normal person going, fucking hell. I just spilled some sings. of my beer. And then
2: well,
1: my first show, I, I had basically 57 minutes of stand-up for my first show, and then I sing opera at the end. Yeah. So I'd had, like, I had told the story of me and my sister and us growing up together and how difficult it was being the in the shadow of this really popular, like, when I talk about, how my sister died that's not the person I grew up with she was two different people because right. of her brain tumour yeah. changed her personality yeah. completely but my the first sister I had she um, was really popular and everyone loved her and all the boys would finger her and like they'd come <laughs> over my house just to go through her and nick her drawer and I was <laughs> Janet Adams' sister she used to fight all my battles for me which is why I'm really really bad I like letting skinny bitches ri- uh, win yep. my battles yep. now yep. I so I will say that I was triggered because of a personal thing but yeah. I also mean it as well Um, I have I did have 25 25 years of my life where she fought my battles for me Um, so what I did is I did all the uh, sort of working class conversations about me growing up with a sister and then at the end I tell this story and I was like so I sing O Mio Bambino Caro by Puccini no one expects it this Asda girl who's like fuck this so it's yeah. got that real Adele yeah, the yeah, show yeah. was called 31 and I used her imagery brilliant, for brilliant, it um, I found out I put my face and Adele's face next to each other and I found out I'm literally one bottom lip lip filler away from looking just like her
0: amazing
1: um <laughs> <laughs> just literally my bottom lip. I won't be doing it though. As I've said earlier on, I will not be doing... At least until you've fillers. got this show out
0: of the way, right? Yeah, so no. You, you I, can make your can, point about it and then down I'll the line doing, if, you can go, all right, listen, i sort that... If I, I turn 56
1: out. and crow's feet happen, mate, I'm going to yeah. be an absolute hypocrite. <laughs> but I... Yeah, and then I finished it and at the end of the song, after I've sang um, O Mio babbino Caro, which is a really moving, beautiful aria, I say, and the first time... And I, I tell stories about how my sister took all the limelight and I said to my mum... When I, was, when I first sang this to my mother, I looked at her and she had tears in her eyes and she said to me, your sister was always such a good singer. And that was the last <laughs> line in the in the show. I love it. She wasn't actually. My sister was a terrible singer. and My mum is absolutely chatting through her ass. It's
2: beautiful.
0: My sister
1: did not sing opera. Without ever having a lesson, I would like to just let you know.
0: <laughs> That's, like. That's a perfect <laughs> note to end it on. I'll um, end by asking... A what's ahead kind of you you're going to be touring is i mean i mean it's annoying we've not talked about good omens at all which yeah huge and wonderfully exciting and neil gaiman is amazing he's such a cool let's guy let's quickly talk about that yeah. audition for good omens and oh did you it. it's one of the worst auditions i've ever had and neil was l- lovely about it because i once did the time walk w- w- with neil on stage w- w- with richard o'brien it's the first. It's the, it's the only time I've met Neil. In fact, it was bizarre, bizarre scenario. But anyway, he's become, he's amazing.
1: He's such a great guy, and he's become. When we did the filming, I barely saw him. Yeah. But then he's become like a really nice guy. He helped me yeah. get to ten thousand followers on the yeah. I did like a, jade to ten k. I, yeah. I I was upset that I only had seven k followers, so yeah. I made everyone try and get me to three k in three hours, and it yeah. worked. Amazing. Although the drop off was uh, quite upsetting. <laughs> Um, but he helped me do that, and he's like he's such a terrific bloke, and he's also lovely. it's going to be great yeah the
0: the bits but, i I read of the script were just mind blowingly good. I think I read the first episode or two episodes, and it was just
1: it's brilliant. So good. I'm in an episode with uh, Miranda Richardson. I didn't have my scenes with um, Michael Sheen or David Tennant yeah. much. To, I know Michael Sheen through um, a friend of mine who's yeah. a comedian. But I met. Da- I didn't meet David Tennant, which was a real... Because he was my huge crush when I was younger. Right. I wrote oh, my wow. letter
0: once. Amazing.
1: So we're not in the same scenes, which is a real shame. But I play a small as, role. So he's
0: your Barbara Streisand... To your Richard E. Grant, yes, he is brilliant. Yeah, he, exactly. that's a great analogy. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> One day I'll see him. He'll be, I never get starstruck by anyone. Yeah. I never, I never. To be honest with you, I never know anyone is, so I'm never starstruck. If David Tennant was there, I think I'd have an oh, issue. Well, oh,
0: that's what struck me about this. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it felt like you, like when I heard you were in Good Omens, I thought it's perfect because it felt like. Are you already a fan of it, or were you aware of it?
1: I was, t- I was aware of it. I, I am, um, I won't, I, uh, I won't admit here right now that I, um, I, I have had the time to read books in a long time. Yeah. But I, I'm totally aware of the. But that how was Popular it. It, the it series. Feel like
0: you're n- not not going to be impacted by the the gravity of it. You're going to go. Oh, and, I absolutely and do it right. wasn't. And that's what excited me. Ab- yeah. about it because I was a, a similar one. I'm. I love Neil. I was aware of Good Omens, but as I, was like, I'm excited, but also. There's no pressure around no it because you're not that one going, oh, this is that role that I read all my all my youth. And that can be a good thing at times, but I also think it can be a great thing if someone's stepping in and just going, no, here it is, like, let's do it. Yeah, Here's I didn't,
1: me. I had no, I wasn't worried about it because I was like, I kind of didn't know what it was I was doing until I was there and Jack Whitehall was stood in the, <laughs> stood waiting to do his scene. And I was like, well, okay. Well, he's here. Oh, and there's Miranda Richardson. I actually, in the middle of my scene, I won't tell you which one it is, yeah. but I, I fil- we only filmed for whatever, what the role that I'm doing, which I don't know if I'm allowed to say, but the role that I'm doing is a really small role and yeah. I, I was filming for two days, but I I came down with like flu. Right. Like, you know, normally if I feel like a tickle in the back of my throat, like I know I've got three days, it came in 20 minutes and it was ru- it was during the scene that there were, no, there were no edits in it. It was like right. a one long 20 well. minute scene. And uh, Miranda Richardson, we'd done like 11 minutes of it and then Miranda Richardson had obviously seen my nose and I couldn't, for some reason, you'll see why in the the shot, (laughs) couldn't wipe my nose because my hands were occupied and she just stopped. She went, I think we're going to have to stop the scene. Jade needs a tissue. I had like snot coming down my... I mean, first time I ever performed oh, with Miranda Richardson yeah. and I snot on her
2: amazing. and then there's these
1: two other actors having to hold my hand as well like it couldn't have been worse <laughs> I, and I was like I kept smart. going I'm really sorry I'm not normally like this because normally I'm, I'm not normally this snotty well, also I'm really tough as well if I get sick I yes. like in Edinburgh I always get sick and I sing through my sickness
0: yep. I, I
1: just can do it I've got asthma I you know like I I can do it but it was a, it was flu it wasn't yeah. even a cold it was proper like I spent so, that even worst. shivering and I don't often get like that either so I was like why now why am I sick now yeah. but it was an incredible experience and I and it's going to be a huge success they've yeah. they've put in a lot of effort there's a lot of passion on set everyone just
0: everyone involved in it is so Neil, good the more things were coming out of who's in it's like that's amazing that's perfect that's perfect
1: it, Neil Neil has created something that he really this is what we were saying earlier on which ties this up lovely yeah. Neil has created something he really is cares about and is passionate about and you'll be able to see that in yeah. in this. You'll yeah. be able to see that a whole bunch of people really gave a shit and you can tell because when I was looking around it was a lot of nerds on set. There was a lot yeah, of yeah, people right. like us, you yeah, know. Yeah, there was yeah. a lot a lot of um, excited to be involved. You, yeah, everyone was just really like really happy. I don't I think it. I saw one person that was like cool about it. Yeah. You know, like I think everyone was super chuffed. Even like Miranda, you know, all the stuff that she's done throughout yeah. her career she seemed happy to be on set as well. Like there was a real, like, even though she'd been filming lots and lots of scenes, there was a real sort of contentment and happiness about the role it. that she was playing. And and also how fun is it? Like you should, I, I won't say any more, but you should see the costumes. I, can, like, I it's, can only imagine. It's so exciting. I love it and i and it's going to be uh so yeah i've got good omens that i've already filmed it so that comes out this year um i'm also in uh well, i've got a series coming out on comedy central Great. which hasn't been announced yet but um i'll just say there is a series coming out on comedy central Fantastic. um there's some there's quite exciting things in the pipeline i've i'm writing um uh, I'm writing a series at the moment uh, about uh, my time a, a, as being a, a fat dancer. Brilliant. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, I've changed agencies recently as well, which has been yeah. a really great move. I've moved over to Avalon. It's
0: exciting because they, they're huge and they They make do superstars everything. happen.
1: But um, I'm... I, I
0: saw some new Press shots the other day that are st- stunning, amazing. Oh, yeah! I think you posted on on Twitter or something, or some guy. Had, yeah, had my, shot it That looks fantastic. But well, so. that's
1: the uh, photo. So the whole show this year. So the most exciting thing is my new show this year. Yeah. I'm doing the whole thing in a black jumper because there's nothing more serious than a celebrity <laughs> who starts <laughs> wearing black jumpers. Yeah. Um. And so I'm having like a. a it's a, it's a piss take, but I'm I'm this year. There's no more songs. Brilliant. There's no more glitter. There's no more drag queens it's time for me to start taking myself seriously or at least giving it a good old, a good shot because not enough working class women are, are listened to. Yeah. They're, they're looked at and they're spoken about, but no one really listens to them. And Mm -hmm. I feel like people that don't have as much as other people might have a a better understanding about how to offer um, advice or, or how to, you know, see the world differently rather than this you know horse blinker version that some people can't seem to get themselves out of you know, people are like all men are rapists or like I'm like men no, are no, not men no. are wicked men are awesome yeah. best people in my life are men um, it's just some men have fucked it up doesn't mean all of them are bad yep. and Definitely. men are and also this other thing which is if you're not the man who's like holding your friends up to like it's not a man's job to do that it's not anyone's job to do that you can't blame other people for other people's shit behavior blame mm. them yeah. like they they're the culprits for it so i i'm sort of I'm a. I. Some people have called me punk. Um, I always do the opposite. I'm never. Um, uh, I'm never attracted to the crowd. I'm. Yeah. I always think if a big group of people are all agreeing with something, that's how Nazi Germany started. And I'm always <laughs> going to be a free thinker. As much as I'll be wrong, I'm happy it. to be wrong. But just to be open enough to try and find my own point of view on something, and yeah. I think that if I can make young girls do that you know don't you know like you can like Ariana Grande's music but like don't fill your face up with this shit
0: yeah perfect that's what I think well what better note to end on thank you so much for your time and, Thanks for, for, and having for welcoming me. In. it's been a joy I've loved this thank you cheers what a lovely
1: little afternoon
2: You've been listening to Scroobie's
0: Pits Discrushed the There we go. How lovely was Jade? I love her. I love how open she is. I love how opinionated she is. I love that we discuss things there. She put some stuff forward that parts of it I agreed with and parts of it I didn't. And when, then we discussed it and went back and forth. I love that. I think that's that's really important. I think it's what she, she was saying early on as well about, because of her son bingo adverts and stuff like that, she's bringing in crowds that aren't just an echo chamber, that are a mixture of things. So she tries to be that person to to go back and forth and bounce around. The one thing I wanted to clarify was when we sp- it was spoken of, um, what's her name, Ari- Ari- Ariana Grande. I feel we were speaking of Ariana Ariana Grande as a package. So we're talking about what's presented to the public. I think we touched upon it briefly, but yeah, what's um, the management everyone else is choosing to exploit. Obviously, you wouldn't want to put, you know, suicide attempts or suicides on the shoulders of anyone. That's not the case at all. Um, but, But it is fair to highlight that when relationships or emotions or you know things that have been in the news are exploited by record companies by by the news by the media social or print then um that shit has effects on real people you know we like to put all these people up there as kind of these fictional figures but they're not um so yeah that was kind of the point i wasn't sure i i i I can't remember but I felt at the time, I came away thinking, did we make it clear that it's meaning, you know, the the collective choices, the choice of the media to focus on, on relationships, whether it be when they're booming or when they're, they're over, and so on and so forth. Um, and as I said, management to exploit it, uh, marketing teams to exploit it, and things like that. So, yeah. That's what I wanted to say there. Uh, come come, hang out on Saturday, guys. I'd love to see you there. In fact, if Jade and Rich have listened to this podcast, or what I sometimes do, if I'm a guest on a podcast, I'll listen to the intro. I don't want to hear myself talk for several hours, so I'll skip that, and then I'll listen to, to the outro. So if they if jade and rich for example heard the intro and thought well what's he fucking apologizing for at the end i'm not apologizing i'm explaining but if you are listening guys come on down to the club night on saturday it'd be lovely to, to have a dance with you um stew will be there chris glasson will be there D- dj destruction discotheque credits uh my brother will be there doing the door it's a family affair um yeah It's going to be a good one. The clocks go back or forward or something. So that's always a confusing night. I'm never sure what time it is, how long we're going to play. we always plan it as best we can and think we've got enough DJs. And either we've got too many or someone has to do extra time. Because it just gets confusing as to when the club closes. Because I know that sounds like I'm an idiot. But because the the clocks actually go back, I think it's at one o'clock, is it? So if we've programmed until two o'clock, is that when we close or do we close at three? I can't even remember now. Do you know what I mean though? You know, We could be, as we close, we've suddenly got another hour because it's gone back from two to one. Or it could be that if we were closing at three, it's proper confusing, man. So come and get drunk and find out, is my suggestion to you. Um, And yeah, head over to Patreon. I'd love your support over there. Um, that would be cool. But if you can't afford it, then don't. It's all right. It's no pressure. Um, I'll be back next week. Um, I've got Jamie East next week. It's a fantastic episode. I'm also giving you... Oh, I was, gonna, I was not going to mention this. I'm giving you a secret bonus episode on the Friday. But I'm not going to post about it on socials and that, I don't think. So I'll sneak it out. But um, not this Friday, next Friday. Anyway, this has got far too confusing. Um, go and check out... Dan LeSac's new podcast, Falling Forward. Now this podcast is over. Oh, I said I'd do the dates. Then I bloody hell. So Jade is at Bernard Castle on April 26th in Durham. Um, Mac Festival, May 4th. Smoke and Mirrors in Bristol, May 7th. The Basement in Edinburgh, May 11th. The Pleasant Theatre in London, May 21st. Um, World's Comedy Festival, May 25th. She's in, in Lewis on May 26th and Tobacco Factory Bristol in, in J- uh, July 11th. These are preview dates for um, the full tour to come later in the year. So, uh, yeah, head along and check it out. I'm going to be going along to one because it sounds, it sounds cracking. I kind of want to make it out to one of the Bristol shows because I like Bristol. And, uh, yeah, it'd be good to see her in <coughs> in the West Country and coughing. All right, this, this intro and outro both been too long more the outro the intro was all business um i'll see you all next week with jamie east and with a secret bonus episode as well um ta-ta